Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. What are we talking about? Clayton, I'm going to give you a secret about what we're talking about. It's my show. It can be whatever I want to talk about. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, if we want to talk about our puberty experience, Yo, no one's going to stop us. Speaking of which, really? Not, not <laughs> the best puberty I had. Not good not at all. Not the best? It was not the best. I don't think a man gets to have a 10 out of 10 puberty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a woman, maybe. My puberty, Although their, their puberty experience has got to be terrifying. Is Well, you because know. Because they, they get a shift in attention and they don't know how to interact with that. Because they have no experience. That is well. So there's terror. There's terror with that. Men. The tampon thing is what I was thinking. Oh, I'm not. I'd put a tampon in me right now, and I've never done that. I'm not afraid of what cotton pencil. Whatever. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Okay. Easy. <laughs> For me, uh, my man smell came in quick and hard. <laughs> right. So like. Uh, I remember it hit me at a, about 11 and a half, bro. I was in junior high school. It's seventh grade, and we used to have to wear uniforms. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom <laughs> my mom bought me – the uniform colors were white and blue. Blue slacks, white uh, button-up shirt, or a polo shirt. My mom bought me a white button-up, like, suit shirt, right, mm-hmm. which I hated to wear. So that left me with the white polo shirt. And let me tell you something, Aaron. Around them uh, spring months – I started to sweat under my arms and I didn't know my deodorant brand yet, which we nobody ever talks about. As a man, you got to find your deodorant quick. This is fun because I have a fun deodorant brand. See? Um What is your brand? Not only is uh it a secret, <laughs> the brand name is also secret. I get the unscented women one because it actually stops the sweating. The men ones, uh-huh. I find just add a smell with my armpit. It's yeah. like, oh, now I smell musky with armpit. Yes, with armpit. Yeah, it doesn't get rid of the armpit smell. It no. just goes with the armpit smell. Yeah. And that's a disgusting idea. It's the worst. It's uh, it's like, yeah, we have a breeze, but it's also mm-hmm. going along with your must. So my brand is Mitchum, uh, Women's Mitchum Powder Fresh. For that exact same reason. I used to use Mitchum because I thought it was funny that on the label it says you can even skip, skip a day. A day. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried it as a teenager. It was right. I was like, I could skip a day with this. I, I just love jokes so much yeah. that I was like, oh, you got me to laugh at your label? <laughs> and so then I was there for like three years. Yeah. And then it was like, for some reason, I was at a girl's house. I don't remember if I was dating her at the time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Used her deodorant and it just worked better. Mm. Um, although she had one of the ones that smelled a little ladyish, of course, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going around being ladyish." No. Although I have thought about ladyish. getting the one that smells ladyish and being like, I "Wonder if ladies going to get jealous?" You know, they're like, "He smells like another woman. I got to do something extra. <laughs> I got to keep him here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have thought about that, like switching up to like just different random women's deodorants, yeah, just to see if when I interact with women, how they go take it. Yeah, if if they just like suddenly are like, I got to be a little more aggressive towards Aaron. I've had, let me see, I landed at Mitchum, but the first one that I had was, uh, my mom bought me Speed Stick, and it was terrible. Like, terrible. this is not good. No, it's cheap and it's big, so I understand Very. where it's like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Looks like you're getting a lot of deodorant. But it doesn't feel like it just melts through you and just off of you immediately. Immediately. I didn't even finish, after you take a shower in the summertime by Detroit and you come outside, it's like it's running down your arm. 
Then you get to From Arizona. It feels like if you open it up too oh fast, it's just like having a water come out of the thing. Arizona is the hottest place I think I've ever been to. Phoenix, to be exact. I feel like Vegas during the summer is hotter because everything's concrete. At least we have dirt piles around in Arizona. Mm. Vegas is just straight concrete all the way but around. But you know, with Vegas, you're not really going outside except like if you're taking the uh, you know the Southwest yeah. to like uh, Vegas, getting out of the plane, mm-hmm. then you're inside, then you waiting on like your cab or Uber. Sure. But I'm not really out. But Phoenix, we were doing the stand up for diversity thing one year, mm-hmm. and it was so hot, Aaron. I was like, I've never felt anything like this. I'm uncomfortable and I'm annoyed. And there are people who mm-hmm. live like this. But um, I opened for Gerard Carmichael out there in Vegas. I mean, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. How was it? It was great, but he opened with about like how it's like, you know, humans aren't supposed to live in this temperature. Jeez Louise. He's like, you, you guys live in a place where if there's not air conditioning, you would die. Mm-hmm. Move to a place where you don't need to adjust the climate to live in. <laughs> it's like there's no reason that we needed to choose Phoenix as a hub for anything. Yeah. And I've never seen anybody successfully shit on a city so well. It was perfect because they yeah. agree with it. Yeah, of course they do because they're all uncomfortable and sweating, so laughing while they're dabbing their foreheads. Oh my god, it was the it was the most uncomfortable I've ever been in a city, and oh my god. Uh, Wait, can I go back to the underarm deodorant for a second? Please, second? please. Uh, just dear listener, if your underarm deodorant goes on as smooth as speed stick because it's melting currently, it's not sticking on your skin. Touche. Yeah, and then the next thing. Because people are afraid to get the white powdery ones because mm. it, you get the t-shirt lines. Yeah. I'll tell you how you get rid of the t-shirt lines. If you just fold it over mm-hmm. and rub it against each other as if like your arm's moving, mm-hmm. it'll just melt away. You don't have to deal with the t-shirt lines. That's a t-shirt hack. I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. That uh, I started with speed stick. Then my mom, I smelled brute before. And I was like, this smells great. Let's see what this does. Worst decision ever. I still have a can of brute in my mother's uh, storage containers. I'm like, I'm not. What am I? What am I doing? I didn't. We couldn't throw anything away. So it was just like, here, I'll get back to this at some point. You ever worry about that? When your parents go, I mean, I know your father's passed, but like yeah. when you get to your mom's house and now you got to go through it, the amount of stuff oh, you're going to throw out that God. doesn't matter, God, it just doesn't matter. At all. And they, they, she holds on to it. If I was to die right now mm-hmm. and you guys had to go through my room, you guys would sell the guitars and the amp and then probably just throw away the rest. Oh, that's an absolute lie. If this, if something, Lord forbid, first of all, let's just fast forward this. Let's say, yeah, unfortunately. Not, yeah, well, I'm not one dealing with the sadness of my death. Right. Next. Right. We're yeah. past the sadness. Yeah. Let's get to packing up. If we're packing up this specific room, uh, I am going through these collectibles shortly. Like I'm looking at them, spending time looking at Ghostbusters I'm looking at your sports joints. I'm looking at your Star Wars joints. Clothes out of here. What are we? What are we talking about? These yeah. clothes don't matter. But the collectibles and then your hats. I know your hats are very important to you. Yeah. So what? If you, if somebody like happens to walk in and want to take one, go for it. If you nice. guys throw it away, so what? You guys don't need my sweat line Cubs hats. <laughs> <laughs> somebody mentioned that to me before. They're like, you could sell some of, it. and you're like, no, you can't. I've worn them. I've sweat in them. Nobody wants a used hat. I don't want to use that. I mean, yeah. But what you're looking at, Clayton, realistically, mm-hmm. is you're looking at about $100 in collectibles that would take six months to sell to get your $100. To get your $100. Nobody likes the Predator that much. You can get You'd rid of that surprised. Predator toy. You'd be surprised. I get it. You know why? Because you just told me about your tattoo. Told me about You showed me your tattoo of 
the um, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. No, 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 no. Brave of, Little Toaster. Uh, yeah, Brave Little Toaster. So it's like here I am. I haven't heard that title since I was a kid. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So there are people out there that love that. Yeah, but Predator is too big of a movie for if there was a, that rabbit of an audience, we'd know about <laughs> it. It would be like Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, what you'd be surprised about is Bean Bunny. Okay. Bean Bunny, that the guy who voiced it, mm-hmm. he voiced that character first as a kind of a throwaway thing that I happen to love. Mm-hmm. Tales of Bunny Christmas, I love. Love Bean Bunny, my favorite. That guy later went on to go become the voice of Kermit the Frog when Jim Henson died. Really? And as an homage to his whole career in life and what Jim Henson's done, Bean Bunny made a cameo in everything the Muppets have done since then. <laughs> and so there's a little Bean Bunny following... You can't, it, that's hard to find. That's, that's a hard dope. to find thing that would sell for like 100, 150, I think. Yeah, if you just said that story, I think it would sell for way more than that. Um, and they were out there. There's not, they're not, <laughs> they, they weren't that underproduced. Uh-huh. But that guy made sure they produced weird bean bunny stuff and people like me bought it. So it's like, it's those things that you don't recognize are going to go for more than the things you do recognize. Got you. I'm trying to think. Yeah, most of that stuff. Yeah. Even. Oh shit! All real monsters. That's the um, what was her character name? Uh, I remember Grum or Crumb, but the thing with the lipstick. Yeah. What was that name? I don't know. I never watched that show. I just Are you opened serious? up that. Yeah. I just opened up that box on a different episode. You missed out. That you should literally go back and look at All Real Monsters. There are so many '90s classics. That were slept on by people because we we had so much good stuff in the nineties mm-hmm. that you start calling certain things trash because yeah. there was so much out there. Now you look at what we have and it's like this is trash. Yeah, that was fire. Well, yeah, because now we're just making content to make content, just to make it. I mean, you're listening to it. Touche. <laughs> 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 I just sick burned my own show. Yeah, you just burned your show. I should also say you guys should rate, review, subscribe, uh, send me a Venmo. <laughs> That's a fire painting with uh, Ric Flair getting Super Chin yep. music. Yeah, from Sweet WrestleMania. Man, dude. Shawn Michaels. Oh, you know what you could sell for a lot of money? What? My vaccine card. Uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Not everyone needs one, but the uh-huh. ones that do really need them. So really they pay. Them. they pay money for that. And look, it's even got a booster on there and everything. Look at that. Got your booster. You got my booster. Oh, Baby Yoda would sell for Baby Yoda, but they're produced right now, so you'd have to wait for like 10 years at least. Well, I'm not dying tomorrow. No, no, no. I'll give you another yeah. 50 years. 50? I'll give you another 50. You don't know how old I am. <laughs> you don't give yourself another 50? No. I give myself, I'm 35 now, I give myself at least, at least another 55 years. Yeah. Really? I could hang tight for another 55. You think you're hitting 90? I would love to hit 86, but 90 would just be a bonus. Yeah, but 55 years from 35 is 90. Yeah, 90 would be uh, impressive. Yeah, that's oh too long. Well, looks- I want to be 90 and still walking around like the videos I see on Instagram where like guys and girls are like guys and girls. These older men and women are still walking without help. Yeah, and, yeah, no, there's a know. point where it looks uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's when I want to go. I want to go as soon as it starts to look uncomfortable. Mm. I won't even say looking uncomfortable. Once you start being uncomfortable, being alive, then it's yeah. like, you know, maybe God should. Uh, and I'll over. tell you this. I'll be too honest about it. Uh huh. <laughs> you guys won't be comfortable when I bring it up. What? There's going to be a day where I stand up out of a chair and go, you know what? Whatever medically happens from here on out, don't resuscitate. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I will reach that point. <laughs> Don't resuscitate. Let me tell you something, man. I have seen so many old people. The unfortunate thing is I've seen more old women than old men. Let's just discuss that. But I've seen so many old people that I'm like, I know I'm going to be old. I'm going to be so old. I can't wait for it. I'm excited. I'm excited for the time period because everyone tells you like that there's a lot of fucking in nursing homes. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. I want to get there. Let's discuss. Let's get there. Let's, let's, let's cross that finish line. STDs and nursing homes because people are going <laughs> raw because anybody got the, nobody wants to put a condom on. Ah, well, you got to remember the old people that are now. Yeah, they didn't wear condoms casually back then. True. So you're trying to introduce them to a whole lifestyle thing that's true. You can't get people on board for now. There's there's a comedian. His name is David Raybon. David Raybon, and you know, California senior citizens is 55. That's nothing to a black man. I mean, people have told me the senior citizens for Los Angeles, mm-hmm. if you're female, is 35. You're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told. Oh, my God. I cannot. I'm not even going to touch that. Uh, <laughs> 35. Um, There's no jobs for them past 40. Jesus, Arian. Not in this city. You got to go to Orange County or something. And even then, you've seen the people that are 40 and over in Orange County. A lot of surgery. A lot of surgery. A lot of surgery. At 20-something. Yeah, people make fun of the way it is in Hollywood. You retire from plastic surgery in Orange (laughs) County. It's like you just build a raft for you to go down the ocean and move to Orange County. So plastic, bro. Oh, wait. uh, David Raybon. 55 is the senior citizen age yeah. here. He, last time I saw him, which was about three years ago, he was like, yeah, man, I just moved into this retirement community. I said, what? How old are you? He's like, I'm 55. I was like, isn't that for, like, older people? He was like, listen, man, in California, it starts at 55. I moved in there. I drive my motorcycle. I was like, you have a motorcycle in an old folks' home. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you something else, man. These women in here are looking good. And I'm like, they looking good? So he's part of the problem we're talking about smashing these older women in these nursing homes, man. He's going to be gone from gonorrhea in 10 years. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hopefully he would take his motorcycle to get treated. <laughs> <laughs> if he had it. Even his motorcycle is going to develop a cough. Oh, my, that's fucking <laughs> hilarious. He's, they're going to hear him going <laughs> through the park. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought his motorcycle started already. It seems like it's cutting out. Bro, this is what I want to talk to you about, man. And I can't put it off any longer. We went to see Spider-Man. Yeah. You had to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about it a little bit, but you had to leave. Brother, the greatest Spider-Man movie of all time. Yeah. And Morbius is now delayed until April. I know it's delayed till April. And why do you think that is before I tell you what I think? Omnicron? That's hilarious. No. Well, I doubt that's part of it because No Way Home just made a billion during Omicron. I mean, Omicron, Omarion, whatever. whatever. Yeah, but we also know that people were going to see Spider-Man. No matter even, what. Yeah, even if there wasn't a vaccine out and they're just like, hey, there's a 30% <laughs> mortality rate. But Endgame, you know, like yeah. we, there's some movies you're like, oh, yeah, and all three Spider-Men are together. We're going to go. Got to go. Morbius is the kind where you go, oh, mm. I can wait six months and be safe. I can wait. I'm not tripping, but I think because obviously I follow comicbook.com. Yeah. And shout out to CK Comedy. Love that guy. Uh, interesting take. 
it releases in April. It is now January. That is enough time for them to film a Spider-Man cameo in the film. That's brilliant. Yeah. If there is a Spider-Man cameo of any kind in there, right? That makes it worth seeing. Because the you got to think when you that's the difference between waiting six months and not waiting six months. That's a fact. That is a fact. Because they've already pushed it back so many times. It's like uh, what does CK Comedy say? This is they've pushed it back more times than New Mutants. <laughs> and when New Mutants came out, geez Louise, oh, it was trash. But. So if you look at the Morbius commercial, you see uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in a poster. Mm-hmm. You see Oscorp in the background. I know Oscorp was in there. Which was uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah. And then you see Michael Keaton's Vulture saying, Morbius, we got to stay in touch. Yeah. So this is three different opportunities to have any one of the Spider-Man. I doubt it would be Holland, though, obviously. No, he's the most untouchable of all of them. Untouchable. Yeah, his contract is pretty strong on the other side. (laughs) He's literally the one they have in the theme park. Yes. Which, when he was... It's funny, because now we've had multiple Mm Spider-Men. I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just recast this forever. And then they made him in the theme park, and I was like, you're going to put him in Disneyland, though? Disneyland. Because that's, like, immortalizing as far as I'm concerned. You're immortal, man. You know, my ultimate career goal is to be a voice in Disneyland. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the dream of all dreams. So even if I was in a very successful Disney movie, let's mm-hmm. say I'm the voice of Olaf. Okay. Disney is the all the money's coming in. They're like it's setting records. I'd just be like, but is Disneyland calling? <laughs> like I would just be waiting for them to be like, and the Frozen ride's gonna happen. Like thank God, That's there amazing. we go. Because they waited till like by the time Pinocchio came out, uh-huh. those actors are all gone. All gone. You know, all like, gone. Yeah. And so you're just like, no, 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 I need this. But there's also, like, big hits that aren't even represented in there at all. Like what? Jungle Book. Jungle Book's not in Disneyland? Not at all. There's not an ounce of it anywhere. If you're the voice of Baloo, who was also in Aristocats yes. and was also in uh, Robin Hood. Oh, they use a different voice for Tailspin. But oh, but that same actor did those three movies. Okay. Not any of those. And none of his voice work is in Disneyland. the park. Not even Disney World? I don't believe so. They had Baloo as a walk around character every now and then in front of Jungle Book. Not popular enough. Not Jungle Book in front of Jungle Cruise. Okay. But that's not your voice. Yeah. This not that's the character they have. Yeah. I want my voice in the park. And if I was something like an Olaf and they skipped over it, if I was Baloo and they skipped over it, like, certainly there's gotta be uh put your hands and arms. You <laughs> could use a character for that. I would give it to him for free. I'd yeah. be like, Do you guys want Baloo in the haunted mansion? Like no. no. And you're like, well, oh, he's gonna He's going to be, <laughs> I would figure out a way to get my voice in there. Is That's Eddie the Murphy goal. in, as Donkey, in there, or He's in the Universal Studios. Wait, Shrek is Universal Studios? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Disney and Pixar. No. It's DreamWorks. Damn. So, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Is in, um, he's in Universal Studios. There's a donkey that talks to you. So, they have people doing an Eddie Murphy impression. Okay. To the people that walk past. But not Haunted Mansion for Disneyland. Not Haunted Mansion for Disneyland. That movie wasn't successful enough to throw him in there. Damn. There is somebody who's in both. Who? Um, you have Chris Pratt is Star-Lord yes. in Disneyland. For Guardians. And then he gives an intro for the Jurassic World ride. Is that Disney too? That's Universal Studios. He made it into both parks. Oh, that. both parks. I thought you meant meaning like he was in... Um, Meaning, okay, you said it perfectly, by the yeah, way. I'm right. just saying I received it as 
in my mind, Disney and Disney World. Yeah. So I wasn't even thinking about Universal Studios, which you're absolutely right. So he has both parks. Anybody else got both parks? No, but somebody's on the verge of it. Who? The Rock did... Uh, Jungle he, Cruise. Well, he did Fast and the Furious, and so there's a Fast and Furious Rock thing that's in, mm. that's in Universal already. Okay. And Disney keeps using them, and so the idea they that do. there's going to one day toss a Rock animatronic in Jungle Cruise or whatever is possible. He's on the verge where he's did the working movie do with, well? It did well, but not well enough to adjust the ride. Got you. Because obviously they I'm PC'd the ride after the it. audience. They PC'd it? Yeah. There was like the Aborigines. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, made him a little less Aborigine. <laughs> and then there was a tour guide that was with a bunch of like African guys on a pole. Mm-hmm. And they made them all the same race instead of like just one, the white guy and the black guys. Got you. Oh, I never thought about the rides. I think um, when I think Disney, I think my favorite show there was Aladdin. I loved Aladdin. But even in Disney, you don't see a lot of Lion King action. And that was one of their biggest. At the time it was. Lion King shows up in the parade. And so does Aladdin. But it's just the parade. Yeah. So they don't have a fixture in there. I think it's bigger. They have... What's the biggest now at Disney? Superheroes, Frozen, and... Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. No love to Lion King or Aladdin. The people who got you here. Yeah, well, now those are the parents, and now they're putting the kids' stuff in there. Our generation was kind of skipped over in that for Disneyland. Very. And now they're just like, oh, Princess and the Frog. And you're like, that is that is one-third of what Lion King is. Oh, my God. But the diversity thing. So I get that. But Lion King is It's perfectly is for where it's set because it's also set right next to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got a movie that's based in New Orleans mm-hmm. and we don't got to change the atmosphere of this whole thing. I get it. Yeah. But they're also representing a generation with movies that are lesser than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Is Toy Story Pixar? It's Pixar and it's in the park twice. Of Disney? Yeah. Okay. They okay. have Toy Story Mania and Buzz Lightyear's Are you going to see that Buzz Lightyear Blasters. movie? No. I think I'm going to go see it. I'm going to wait for everyone else to tell me I have to before I do it. Ah! I'm not going to see it first night. I'm not going to. Some movies you go, you know, I'm going to wait for everyone else to give me their reviews. I felt like that on Morbius until now they pushed it back. And now I feel like it's going to be a Spider-Man cameo. So I have to watch it. Which, uh, man, let me just, man, because we went together. Mm -hmm. It felt good. Like I needed that Spider-Man movie. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like we had rewatched all of the Spider-Man movies. And I needed needed it bro it was like this was perfect if toby or andrew weren't in the movie it wouldn't have been the same not to say that the movie wasn't already fire before they got introduced but it's like before they got introduced that movie was so good you almost forgot that you wanted those cameos yeah i I mean i i didn't realize andrew garfield wasn't announced i assumed he was in that i thought we were getting all three (laughs) you just knew it yeah so it's so i wasn't like a is it really gonna be him yeah like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is where we're going to introduce the other Spider-Man. Mm. So I didn't have that awakening during the screening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was also like, no, we're going to connect all of these universes. Mm-hmm. And that's so important to me. Very. That it's like, oh, look, now everything is canon. And it's not this weird, complicated conversation we have right. to explain with people. Which is was it was so necessary because when you look at each of their successes as Spider-Man, Mm-hmm. Toby's, well, okay. Toby it's really and sweet Andrew, for you to say Andrew Garfield had successes as Spider. He did, <laughs> and the Amazing Spider-Man Two was fire. 
except for the rhino and Gwen Stacy's death, even though it was in the comics, which everybody loves to remind me of. But Andrew Spider-Man, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man comic. 1 was trash. Did you? Yeah. That it was shit. a terrible, like, it was in terrible condition. It was dark. Yeah. Killing, like, the world wasn't ready to see that shit yet. We didn't get ready for death in comic book films with the exception of DC. With the exception of DC. But with Marvel doing um, Endgame, or before Endgame, when they killed uh, uh, Odin. Yeah. Although, I really like that now that we are so many movies in, and yeah. they got to let these actors go. Got to. Yeah, because Chris Evans has to eventually eat carbs again. Oh, my God. That guy is ripped city. I know. Could you imagine what it's like when they don't have to do these movies anymore? Well, I've seen Robert Downey Jr. do a a David Letterman interview post Iron Man. And it seems like, you know, he's enjoying himself eating bread. Yeah. Yeah, he should. Yeah. As he should. He's Iron Man. Before he was Iron Man, let's not forget he was a drug addict that was underweight. That's a great point. Let him get to the point that he's an old, comfortable man. Yes. Touche. Because he went from the crazy drug addict thing Mm -hmm. to strict recovery to being a superstar again. Yeah. And not being able to enjoy any of it because he's been so busy working. Mm, yeah. He's been working straight for 10 years with yeah, his which Marvel I, and joint. Which it looks like he's greatly enjoying the work. Yeah. But. His freedom is important as well. Yeah, let's give him a couple years. Yeah. Which I wanted to ask you because I wanted to fight with you about Batman. Oh, uh, what about you're him? You're the number one loving Batman guy I know. Love him. Love um, Batman. Do you love every Batman actor? No. Um, yes. That's what, I, that's what I was hoping for. So, and mind you, I'm going to give respect to, there was, um, and forgive me. People I'm going to be listening. disrespectful. <laughs> um, there was a Batman actor, the first Batman movie, live action, that was in uh, the 40s, I believe, or the 30s, I think. That was a pretty dope movie. And the funny thing about the Batmobile is it was a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> so they had Bruce Wayne driving the uh, the hard top. No, they had him driving the... Uh, the convertible, and then Batman would drive the hard top, and yeah. I thought that was hilarious because uh, it was. Yeah, that was the car. one where they had the guns, but they couldn't fire the guns, fire and so they just hit each other with the butts of the guns. Crazy, and then you guys, Adam West. Adam West is iconic TV Batman. Nobody will ever be able to touch TV Batman. Then you go to the films, the box office joints, the the chart toppers. Wait, before you get too far into this, yep. I'm going to make you rank these people. Oh, I, I, I thought I was doing it already. Okay, Oh, cool. you're already ranking them? You're ranking them in order of release? No, no, no. Okay, no. wait, so you're putting Robert Lowry. No, no, no. He's not even in the rank. I mentioned him, honorable oh, mention. Oh, he's just honorable mention. My number one Batman Does is Michael Adam West get Okay, your number one Batman is Michael Keaton. I happen to know that about you. Yes, Michael one Keaton. One of the things one. I love about you is your love of Michael Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. I Everyone. love Michael Keaton so much, I watch almost everything he does. I love him because when I was a kid, I saw him, Batman 1989. That was yeah. my first movie, and then I had to go back and watch the original because it was like, I mean, uh, Batman 91, which is the uh, one with the penguin, and in 89, yeah. watching him with the Joker, it was like, I'm sure I watched it as a kid, but obviously I don't remember it. Batman Returns is my favorite Batman movie. Batman Returns is the greatest of that uh, before Bale. Because, okay, so you got I'm Michael Keaton. I'm a big Keaton. Bale guy. Okay, sorry. Right. Michael Keaton's your number one. Michael Keaton's my number one. And then my number two is Kevin Conroy. I was going to throw that at you to be like, where would you put Kevin Conroy? <laughs> I was thinking you were going to... Totally forget him, but no, Kevin, Kevin Conroy, Conroy is the voice of Batman from yes. the animated series and Mask of the Phantasm, yes. which was an incredible underlooked movie. Very. So many animated films that 
uh, Kevin Conroy went on to do, and Justice League Unlimited, Justice League itself. Um, Kevin Conroy, and he made a live appearance, his only live appearance as Batman, well, as Bruce Wayne, in the uh, Crisis of Infinite Earths on the mm-hmm. CW, which is one of the great things that they did get right. <laughs> Unfortunately, a uh, couple things happened after that. But um, Kevin Conroy is my number two. My number three is definitely Christian Bale. Okay. Um, God, I hate Christian Bale. Christian Bale, and we'll get to him in a second. Let me just finish the ranking. Yeah. After Christian Bale, I have to give it to uh, Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. But I can't fully endorse Affleck because he never had a solo Batman movie. And that's the thing that really annoys me about people who love to say, Ben Affleck's the best Batman. No, Ben Affleck looks the best in the Batman costume. There is no comparing. Well, that's what I'm mad about with. Robert Patterson. Oh, he looks the worst. Well, it's not even about them looking. It's like we had a guy that really needed a Batman movie. Yeah. And we had him playing Batman. And we were all kind of like, as fans, we're like, he's just in a bad movie. Yeah. And so the potential that they could have put him in this yeah. was right there and so easy. And they searched for anyone else. Well, that's and Warner so it's Brothers. not that it's Robert Patterson's fault that uh-huh. I'm not like no. on board for that. It's just, it's like you date a girl for six months. Uh-huh. And then she goes to the prom with someone else. You know, you're just like, wait. <laughs> but I was gearing for the prom. Listen, when it comes to, first of all, I completely agree with it. But Ben Affleck, if we're going to talk politics, first of all, I'm the biggest DC fanboy. Like, I love DC comics. I love, and when I'm talking about comics, they're, they're, um, the TV shows, the animated films, the movies, I've mm-hmm. watched them all. I didn't read all of the comics as a child because I was also a Superman fan. However, um, DC has always, when it comes to films, they did their thing in the 90s until Schumacher came around. And then they just been dropping the ball and trying to play catch up to Marvel and Sony and Fox. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because we have the most iconic superheroes in the game. And they've allowed Marvel to come in with their B, C, and D characters and make hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, Another thing about Warner Brothers DC is when it came to Ben Affleck, they had him attached to direct and star in the Batman with with the character. But then they brought on Matt Reeves to direct after Ben Affleck had a bomb in the box office. Uh. And that's what was so disrespectful. And that's why Ben wanted to leave. Because he's like, yo, we made this deal. Mm -hmm. And because this movie bombed you're gonna take all this away from me which is what warner brothers does like they look at some ooh, this is a performing well i think this is gonna impact everything just like they did with snyder after he dealt with uh the loss yeah which i wasn't a big fan of the snyder stuff but i feel like affleck earned it he's done well with movies when he's directed he's them. done extremely well yeah when he's Except the one directing that one it? bomb and nobody even talks about it. And I heard it wasn't even that bad of a movie. It just didn't bring in the box office. But Ben that's Affleck. That's all that matters, though. That's all that they care about. So with Ben Affleck, when he lost the opportunity to direct it, he's like, well, I don't even really want to do this anymore. And they were going back and forth with him. Mm-hmm. And they were going back and forth with Cavill, even though Cavill's done nothing wrong to anybody. And they just want anybody but Cavill to be Superman. And he's the only actor who wants to play Superman. Well, here's what I like about him. Yep. He's a real nerd. He is. Good. Yeah. A real nerd got to the point that looked like Superman? I never thought that would happen my whole Love life. Love the guy him. plays Warhammer. Yeah. Let me if tell you, you something. paint your own Warhammer, you can play Superman. He, you can look at 
he's so dope and they keep on squandering him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted. So that's right. Ben Affleck never got the chance to do a solo Batman movie. So that's why he's so low on my list. But the cha- the times he was Batman, he shined. Batman versus Superman was not a great movie, but he did great. They both did great with the source material that they were given. It's not their fault that that material was given to them. Um, after Affleck, then I got to go Val Kilmer. That's really where the complications start to show up. <laughs> As you start to go, well, which one's the worst out of Kilmer oh, George and Clooney. Clooney? Clooney is definitely the worst Batman, but he's one of the best Bruce Waynes ever. That's the problem, is it yeah. looks like he could be actual Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but Val Kilmer is a great Batman, but was not a great Bruce Wayne. So mm-hmm. it's almost like if they could have just been in each other's movie and done the opposite, it would have been fire. Chris O'Donnell should have never played Robin. He looked 30 when he was supposed to be playing 14 or 15. Um, as far as Batman actors, oh, and Robert Pattinson, the jury's still out because I got to see the film. Yeah. Where's your expectation set? Here's the thing. My expectation is extremely low because I've seen Batman rebooted now. One, two, three, four. This will be the fifth time now. So I've seen Batman rebooted five times in my yep. lifetime. So it's like I'm not really hopeful for anything. I'm going to make you put Adam West in here. Well, Adam West can't be ranked. He's Adam West. <laughs> he literally, if we wouldn't have had the TV show of yeah. Batman, we would have never saw the uh, the opposite of that, which was the dark Batman Yeah, that was less comic booky. Adam West is responsible for a generation of Batman fans, just like Michael Keaton is. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer and George Clooney aren't responsible for a generation of fans, but Ben uh, Christian Bale is. So this, let's get back to Christian Bale. Okay. Christian Bale, uh, for those first two films, iconic. Just for the people listening, this started as a text message. Then I went, oh, we better record this. <laughs> so Christian Bale did great with Batman Begins because mm-hmm. Batman Begins wasn't about Batman. It was about Bruce Wayne. And yes. we'd never seen that. And I don't know if you recently... Uh, caught wind of this but michael keaton elaborated on why he didn't return for batman forever and the reason he didn't return for batman forever or any of the schumacher films was because schumacher first said to him you know why is batman so dark and he's like what he's like if you know his story you know why he's so dark he's like yeah let's let's brighten him up a little bit and he said listen man the story is more about bruce wayne yeah like why does he want to be this Batman character? Of course. Why does he become this thing that is so against uh, crime and and uh, all these bad things because of what he's been through? And what's right? crazy is this is only but a couple years after the Frank Miller stuff that started oh. this these whole movies. Yes. I don't know if you guys, the listeners, have read The Dark Knight Returns or any mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff for Dark Knight Beautiful. Strikes Again. But it was all... That's the stuff. The killing joke is what really got them to want to make a Batman movie. Because he turned the story from the comic books to being about Batman to Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And why a guy would be driven to be a superhero. And and that is where everyone's uh, intrigue with Batman is. Is because yeah, of it's where Bruce he blew Wayne. up. It's like That's where he start... surpassed Superman to our generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll get to Superman in a bit. But Batman... So Michael Keaton was explaining why Bruce Wayne was the story and the focal point. Mm. And Joe Schumacher disagreed, and he said, you know, the movie he wanted to make. And because of that, Keaton left, right? 
And I don't blame him. After hearing that and seeing what happened with Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, no disrespect to Tommy Lee Jones or Jim Carrey because without those two, that movie would have been trash. Batman and Robin was already trash. Huh? That's, they did what they needed to do for that. Yes. If you got Jim Carrey and put him around Las Vegas lights and put him in the Riddler's costume, yeah. you need him to act like that. But Jim Carrey also would have been a great Joker. He would have been an incredible Joker. Great. Especially if he did it kind of now-ish. Ooh. Clayton Thomas, or as anyone who knows him calls him, CT. In fact, you can follow him at Instagram at CT is dope. Hashtag Team CT for anything that you want to find him on. Like he's on big on Twitch. I know he was huge on Vine. Big on Instagram. Follow him. Love him. And he's exactly he's exactly who he is. You know, like on all of the platforms. He's the same guy. Constantly supportive. Most positive person I know. A huge Dragon Ball Z guy. So if you play like Dragon Ball Z and stuff, find him on Twitch. Play him against it on Twitch. He loves it. Um, it's actually really fun. I don't play those games, but I do pop on his Twitch every now and then and just watch him talk to the people and play against the people. And he has like a community of people that he plays against. And I've only seen him once be like, nah, man, you're just too good. It's not even fun for us to watch this. Uh, <laughs> even then he'll be like, you can come in for a couple of rounds. We can't just have you just destroying everybody all night. He also, by the way, if you sing, he does singing contests. Because he like yeah, that's what he does with his platform. He's been given a platform of fans, and he goes, "Well, why don't I make people also popular on this thing out of my friends or the talented people out there?" Or his wife Tangerine does a dating show online called Take Your Shot. Follow it. Fun time. Whole community over there. CT, good friend of mine. Probably, I mean him, Jeff Die. There's got to be a couple other people that I talk to the most to end up on the podcast. I told you, out of like the top 10 people I talk to the most, most of them don't want to do podcasts. You know, like, so I don't, I don't bother him with it. But he's one of the guys I talk to the most where it was just like, you know what? It's time to have CT on again. I talk to him all the time. Why not? And it's always a fun time. There it is. You know a lot about us now. Loved having him on. Next week, I have Peter Sears. Peter Sears, he created a special. He did a comedy special during the quarantine because he moved out to Oklahoma with his girlfriend and her family and worked on their watermelon farm. And I talked to him about that in this next episode. You'll hear a bunch about it. He promotes it. By the time this shows up, we're listening to this now as a preview. It's not out yet. By the time his episode comes out, it's out. So I know what you did last quarantine. Boom. That's Peter Sears comedy special. CT, you can find him on anything. Just look up Clayton Thomas. He's all over the internet. All over the internet. Uh, yeah, that's what we got going on right now for me. I'm Aaron M. Marsh. Started the year out. I'm now officially 40 years old. First time I've talked to you guys since then. Got a job. That happened. Job showed up right on time. Something about speaking to the universe. You speak to the universe and the universe goes, I know, here you go. And it's a, it's a great one. In fact, I was offered three jobs in the one week. When I asked for it out loud. I don't know what that means, universe. Maybe I should ask you uh, more aggressively and louder out loud. But boom. Asking you shall receive. 
happy about all that. I don't know exactly what I can talk about on all that. But as I know, I'll talk about it. Uh, I think that pretty much covers everything for right now. Guys, you can follow me. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Follow me at everything at Aaron M. Marsh. Send me the happy birthday Venmos. I got a couple of them. Very happy with them. Even Chad Denix of 40 cents. One cent for every day. And I was like, yes. Or for every year. Still. Still transfer that into the bank. Boom. Thank you for listening and thank you for putting up with me. Mm-hmm.